0: I don't want to say obviously, but I'm not a big Elvis person, but I've seen a decent amount of his movies for the first time recently. Yeah. Or, you know, first time since childhood or whatever. Uh, he's an asshole in Jailhouse Rock. I will tell you what.
1: Are, are, I, I believe this means that we are recording already.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So Well we are but i probably would have said that if we weren't
1: <laughs> but why don't we introduce the uh show and the um movie
0: okay welcome to vd clinic and fascist is it fascism february or fascist february fascist february fascist okay welcome to another vd clinic fascist february Uh, we're doing a little bit of a lighter. Oh, I am Darren and you will soon hear Vanessa probably in laugh form before you hear her say something because I am feeling really funny today. Um, and now she's trying not to laugh. You can hear her. Oh, anyway. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Here to always prove me wrong is Vanessa McHenry. We are talking about the... 19- Hi.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, as soon as she said fascist February, the the cops, the, the sirens, had to start in my neighborhood. So, right on cue, <laughs> Brooklyn comes through.
0: Yeah. Uh, right before we started recording, I saw an Onion article about the uh, fraternal order of police uh, mourns those who got injured raiding the Capitol. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but we're not here to talk about American fascism today. We are here to talk about non-specific East German fascism. Uh non, uh time-wise. I f- I feel like this could be the 50s to the 80s.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's cold it's East German Cold War fascism.
0: Yes. In top secret exclamation point. 1984, written and directed by Jim Abrams and the Zucker Brothers, which are David and Jerry? Yes. Starring Val Kilmer. The Zazz
1: crew, as they're sometimes called. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: That is very Zazzy. Uh, Val Kilmer, in uh, his first movie, Uh, this is his film debut, and this is the movie why I was not surprised in the least that he got cast as Jim Morrison. Uh, Val Kilmer as Nick Rivers, the American rock and roll star. Uh, before we go too far into it, um, and the, including the other pretty stellar cast and things like that. Uh, Vanessa, how are you doing? What did I forget to say? Um...
1: I I am well. I'm well. I'm just been busy at work lately, and I keep telling myself, you know, the these couple projects are gonna settle down soon. Well, the soon keeps getting uh, drawn out a little bit, drawn out. So I I do see an end in sight, but damn it, I hate it when projects <laughs> are drawn out. Just suck the life out of you.
0: Oh, I bet. It seems to be going but around.
1: Other than that, I'm well.
0: <laughs> so you've not found time to go skeet surfing?
1: No, and that is why my kitchen is a fright. <laughs> In fact, my whole apartment is a fright. Um, did you straighten the rug? The rug I did straighten yesterday. Because even before I watched the rug. Even before I watched the movie. Oh.
0: Cause there's nobody. I'd rather straighten it, will I? Can't do that that high. Well, I couldn't do those notes either, but I'm not going to try the higher one. <laughs> Speaking of Elvis, um, so this is not the first time either of us have seen this movie, right?
1: Uh, correct. All right, although I have not seen it that much, and it's been, uh Probably I had not seen this since sometime in the nineties.
0: Oh, okay. I probably I, this is one of those movies that I'll just have on. I probably watch it more than Airplane. I, I almost okay. definitely watch it more than Airplane. I don't say that it's a better movie than Airplane. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're not here to do too many comparisons of the the past work, but uh, well, I mean we can. But anyway. It's just one of those movies that I watched a whole lot in high school. Like there's a, Mm -hmm. I don't know, Real Genius and Top Secret were watched a lot for for some time. I still enjoy both those movies quite a bit. I almost suggested Real Genius.
1: Yeah, I think Real Genius is one of those movies I've seen only once. And yeah, that was it for whatever reason.
0: That is a movie Amanda and I quote to each other that's one of those kinds of movies.
1: Ah. Uh, see there are there are some of those gaps in 80s movies that even though I was the prime age for those movies growing up um when they first came out um and I was watching weird stuff. So and when I say weird stuff, I mean I was watching art films and foreign films and just by myself most of the time. <laughs> Or I was watching classic cinema. Yeah. You know. <laughs>
0: when this came out, or when you were in high school and really started getting into movies? Or, yeah. You know, how
1: old? How, when I, no, when I was in high school. When, when you were becoming and, 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 a
0: movie fan?
1: Well, when I, yeah, as I was growing up. And as I was growing up, that's just my peers, you know, when I was in junior high and, 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 High school, I, I mean, I didn't watch as many contemporary movies as some of my peers. Uh, yeah, and and if I did, it, they were not mainstream. You know, <laughs> and so I like I know people that my age that you know they ate this kind of thing up and real genius whatever at that time. And then now they're catching up to some of these things that I I was watching then, (laughs) you know, so. (laughs) Yeah. After they've become, like, into cinema. But I, you know, I it's, but I'm trying to do, I try to do the same. Like, in the past, I'd say, 10 to 20 years, I've tried to go back and fill in gaps, you know, that I, like, I never saw... Revenge of the Nerds and in, in when it came out in the 80s. I didn't see that until sometime in the 2000s. Mm. I, does not age well. <laughs> no,
0: it, it does not. Uh, those things were missed by me when I first saw Revenge of the Nerds, when I was just watching any movie that had nudity in it, you know? Yeah. Oh, uh, not any movie. There were some movies that I found boring, but... Uh, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> this this one, oh, I definitely did not know who Peter Cushing was when I first saw Top Secret. I probably didn't know who Omar Sharif was.
1: See, now I knew who Peter Cushing and Omar Sharif were because I'd watched, i had already seen, like, Dr. Zhivanger <laughs> at this Point in Lawrence of Arabia, I'd already seen a bunch of these hammer movies for one, but also these Sherlock Holmes type BBC things that, you know, like a more like, and also that, uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, he played Alfred. He plays the scientist in here. William.
0: Oh, uh.
1: Go? Or Michael Goh.
0: Michael Goh.
1: Yeah. Like, he was on Doctor Who, and I had, like, during the early 70s and such, and so I had seen some of these people already, even if I didn't necessarily remember their names sometimes, Um, but my parents, they got me started watching, like, classic cinema and things like that at a very young age, and PBS kind of programming.
0: I think I'd only seen Cushing in Star Wars at that point. Uh, well,
1: and of course I'd seen him in Star Wars. I mean,
0: but um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how we want to guess. I mean, this, this movie parodies, like you would expect a Zazz movie to do a whole lot of stuff from the genre, you know, that's, it's East Germany, Cold War. The the Nazis are gonna do something bad. The,
1: the well, it's it's the Cold War, so they're not Nazis. They're just leftover Nazis. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Technically, a little different, but this time they were in cahoots with the Soviets. Um, war. Um, and you know, and something actually that, that struck me is that you have to stop and think that this was almost 40 years ago that this movie came out and how many of our listeners don't remember the cold war, like or really growing up in it, uh, yeah,
0: there there were a lot of things that seemed like you know
1: I, I you know I was wondering how much of that, but then also how many people anyway like they, I I know that there are a lot of other podcasters that I've talked to that are younger than me, and I you know here I was a, a teen in the eighties, you know a preteen a, a tween and teen in the eighties, and you know those of us were even in that age range, it's like still see it a little differently, but you know, at least have a little bit more insight than if, you know, being born in like 80, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause you had it there, but still you have a different perspective when you're under the age of 10. Or... I,
0: I've, I've, I feel like a decent amount of my memory from that time. Cause that's the year I was born. Right, uh, But because there was so much politics going on in my house that I was maybe a little bit more aware of the Cold War and that sort of stuff.
1: But you probably, your school probably still pushed this kind of Cold War agenda.
0: I'm sure it where did.
1: Where it was us against them.
0: And there was the whole year that we did our class in a uh, two-way mirror room at the college. <laughs> that was in second mm-hmm. or third grade. Uh, maybe it wasn't a whole year, but it was quite some time. Um, so I'm sure there was some interesting stuff going on then. Uh, but yeah, I mean, outside, yes, but inside What is house, this
1: thing that you're talking about? What's that? <laughs>
0: Oh, when I was in second or third grade, my (laughs) class...
1: I'm like, like, wait a minute, go back to that. I am confused to what you just said. I have never heard of this thing.
0: Well, in in second or third grade, I was going to St. Mary's.
1: Okay. Which
0: was a couple blocks away from Ohio Wesleyan University. Mm -hmm. And there was a length of time that my whole class... Would do our classes in a classroom there that had the observing glass for some sort of psychology or psychiatry uh, some sort of
1: class. <laughs> oh my god, so you were like lab rats
0: basically uh,
1: okay.
0: <laughs> so you didn't mention
1: of... that part of the story, darren <laughs> oh, i am
0: I am the Catholic Manchurian candidate, I think I think we just found that out right now.
1: I think so. Uh, Oh my goodness. I'm covering this like recovering memories. (laughs) I
0: I left, I left, uh, I, I stopped being a Catholic before confirmation. So maybe that eliminated my trigger pill or whatever they had in my brain.
1: Maybe.
0: Maybe. We'll find out. Pope Francis keeps tweeting at me maybe there's
1: do i do i need to it, it, is that maybe why i shouldn't start saying latin phrases around you <laughs> it'll trigger it <laughs> cuz it could it
0: I mean, could although the the scene in the movie latin didn't do or, that yeah okay that, that that's still one of my favorite jokes is when he's in uh they're showing the the last rites being read to somebody. And that is the fucking guy that read it. That has always cracked me up from childhood to now. Yeah. And he's saying all the, you know, opus Dei, e pluribus unum, all the, uh, like general Latin
1: sayings.
0: Yeah. Sort of like the French resistance people.
1: Well, yeah, they're just random French words like latrine. (laughs) Latrine.
0: Chocolate
1: mousse. I mean, yeah. like, it's chocolate mousse. I mean, like, seriously. Um, but, I mean, please. And, if, yeah. Well, and also, I, okay, one thing I do want to say that now the Zazz crew has done this in other movies and TV type things. Because, you know, they did it airplane and then the police uh story whatever tv show and things where they will have this like throw in like gibberish language or pig latin here and there <laughs> to represent actual language <laughs> well and in this one too they threw in a lot of yiddish phrases instead of actual german and yiddish does incorporate some German into it, like as far as a, a derivative of like how the language uh, evolve, mm-hmm. But, and, and so it sounds very similar to German, but it's saying like, it's some of these things are just like complete ridiculous non like Yiddish nonsense or curses or insults, you know, the, <laughs>
0: they're having fun you know, they're they're having some yeah, good old fashioned 1980s right. cold war fun
1: yeah and they do it like also in their signage that they put up and things it's not it things that you are just like little you could miss if you're not paying attention some of it is very overt but some of it is a little bit more in the background yeah and sometimes they don't take it that far, but then other times we'll take the gag really far. And I mean, that is like one of their trademarks though, too. Cause like when they're in the, uh, cafe slash pizza parlor <laughs> and, and they're having in the Nick character and Hillary character having this serious conversation about don't go and all this blah, blah, blah. you got to stay and fight. In the background, there's a table that's taking apart slices of pizza, but the cheese is so cheesy that it starts out like, "Oh, it's just extra cheese." Then it turns into eventually, they have to go across. The, it's stretching across the room, and you know, <laughs> it's turned into this whole massive sight gag happening behind the actual action. That you, and it's hard to pay attention to some degree. But at that point, they're just repeating. So it's almost like, well, it's okay that you're not completely listening. <laughs> okay, Zora. Apparently, Zora disagrees.
0: Yeah. Maybe they hear the dog barking. And they're responding also. But yeah, that, that, yeah, that is a thing that I like about this movie and their, their other movies is... Is especially for the rewatchability of it, it's lots of little different things. You know, I think this is the right. first time I really noticed or remembered noticing that the uh, newspaper is called the Daily Oppressor.
1: I, I love that. I thought that was great. And with a I, boot as a like stepping over someone as the logo.
0: Yeah. But to come back to a point that you brought up earlier before we started talking about um, different uh, phases of film fanship, uh, some of the jokes that you'd have to know about <laughs> past pop culture or something else to really get, uh, the Pinto jokes. I feel like that was really big in the 80s, and I don't even... I. Like, all I, I was know left about over Pinto from... jokes is the Pinto jokes, is like, if they explode or something.
1: Yeah, that was left over from the 70s. Okay. Because that's when they initially came out.
0: And Did they really combust easily, or? Yeah,
1: there were there were plenty of reports of it. There were enough reports of it that it became a running joke that they ended up using for years. Uh, <laughs> but it was people still bought them because they were cheap cars.
0: They just might explode, which is. Precisely. You know, the East German women's Olympics team. That's another joke that I remember from my childhood, but don't really know the history other than some country's history of either using steroids or uh, am I mistaken that somebody didn't actually dress somebody up as someone of the other gender for a competition?
1: Well, okay, so and I was going to I was going to bring that up. Actually, it's been revealed since boom, boom. It it probably came out finally in the two thousands. These female athletes for East Germany and. The Soviet Union, too. It was multiple countries, you know, behind the Iron Curtain. But East Germany and uh, the Soviet Union were perhaps the worst offenders. Is they would give these steroids to the athletes. But the and with the female athletes, they I think they give like some sort of additional thing to them and so of course they bulk up in incredible ways and I remember watching the Olympics growing up and it was a very noticeable difference and at one point there was I think this might have been late 60s early 70s i don't remember i've seen a documentary on this on pbs a few years ago because of course these female athletes that have that went through this and that have come forward now have of course experienced all sorts of cancers and different kinds of things like that are the ones who could have children Cause in that, yeah, affected their reproductive system, but the ones who could have children, many of their children like had birth defects, um, you know, or there were just complications with pregnancy. Um, it, I mean, it, it was just really horrible what happened, but there was apparently, and I don't know if it, it might've been East Germany. I don't remember at this point that did try to, put a male athlete up and pass him off as a female athlete. Um, so I, I, but I, I don't remember completely that story. Uh, but I think it was uh, like in track and field.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Cause that was a lot, a lot of those athletes were the ones in track and field. Uh, you know, of course they were very rigorous on their, well, all their athletes, but their gymnast was, you know, a totally different kind of thing. And, uh, but what they would do, like particularly with their track and field athletes was, um, yeah. And with the weightlifting and, you know, wrestling or whatever like a lot of steroid use and it's just caused so many early deaths and like I said cancers and and that kind of thing so yeah but it's you know in a way it's like okay it's a cheap joke but it's like yeah actually I mean it was a little bit of a thing
0: uh I'm trying to think The uh, another thing that's very 80s to me in this rewatch was Montgomery Ward mailing list?
1: Oh god, yeah, that was that absolutely struck me as very 80s. Um yeah. Cuz you don't get I mean I I remember getting that catalog.
0: Was <laughs> that like a JCPenney sort of
1: Yeah, it was okay. like a JCPenney that it was or a Sears.
0: Okay. A big, what, uh... It was probably
1: more like it was probably more like Sears because it had more like household appliances in it than just clothes and like kitchen stuff. It actually had like you could get like tires there, I think,
0: so the and some of the bigger of ones or something like that.
1: In some of the bigger ones, but Montgomery Ward. Also, you know, was smaller in some places and they had, remember they, um, wasn't that the lunch counter in, uh, the Carolinas that was the, the sit-in?
0: I think so. For some reason I couldn't remember if it was Montgomery Ward or Woolworth.
1: Oh, no, it was Woolworth. You're right. You're right. It was, Mon- it was Woolworth.
0: I'm sure some racist shit
1: happened at Montgomery Ward. Oh yeah. I'm positive, but I'm just trying to remember those stores of kind of that era uh, because it was an older store and, and it wasn't as high end as, you know, like a Macy's
0: and speaking of clothes and things like that. And the thing you were talking about with stuff going on in the background uh there's that scene in the fancy restaurant that has a funny sort of name where uh they tell Nick Rivers that a suit is required and then yeah. when the fascists come in and they're trying to kiss up to the guy their guest that's with them in the background they're measuring him for a suit
1: they're tailoring in a whole new suit. Like, yeah, I know. I caught that. I was like, nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> They've got a sewing machine there. <laughs> so it's not, you know, it's not like they're just measuring him for a suit. Oh, no, they're actually got someone there with a sewing machine. Like, and, you know, like sewing it. That's what cracked me up. It wasn't just measuring.
0: A lot of fun sight gags and
1: stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the one point... Then when they are in go to the park and there's the big (laughs) statue of the pigeon, which I was like, I thought thought was funny enough. And then what like kind of seemingly flies down to uh, land on top of it is three guys who end up peeing on it. And then after they... (laughs) Fly, Yeah. And after they fly away, then the bird, then the pigeon statue poops itself. So <laughs> like, I'm just like, yeah. And there are plenty of those kinds of things. But I was like, okay, it already, like I was saying with the, the pizza, you know, and the cheese being strung along at it, it starts off as one gag that's, you know, funny enough, but then it like these different stages that were like starts becoming even more and more ridiculous.
0: Yeah, a lot of and then in the writing room,
1: of course. No, and <laughs> and really, and that's apparently that's what they were trying to do when they were think, trying to think of something to do for the the uh, the ski shooting, whatever America kind of song that uh, the montage mm-hmm. that open that really opens the movie there or the.
0: 12
1: gauge. Yep. Yeah. He had, a, he had quite a few a, well, uh,
0: shooting songs. There was Skeet Surfing, which the video was. But there's also S- Skeetin' USA, I believe. Mm-hmm. And Skeet they were all City.
1: parodies of um, Beach Boy songs.
0: Yep. Surf City, Surfin' USA, and I'm not sure what Skeet Surfing was supposed to be. Maybe that's just the generic titled one, but. Every Beach Boys song has something to do with um, surfing. Although uh, my, my dad was a Beach Boys fan when I was little, but I honestly think my first awareness of them was from Showbiz Pizza. Yeah. Did you ever – are you familiar with Showbiz Pizza?
1: I am familiar with Showbiz Pizza, but I'm trying to figure out the connection.
0: the The animatronic band – From the restaurant, which uh, non-regional people or whatever, uh, it's like Chuck E. Cheese, but not. Uh, Yeah. The fake animatronic band from Showbiz Pizza.
1: Herman Cain owned it. Did he? (laughs) Oh. Remember?
0: Yes. Uh, That's right. They, They put out records, but it was just Beach Boys songs.
1: Oh my god! Okay, see, I didn't know that. I did go to. I did remember. I got dragged along to some birthday parties at at showbiz, but uh, I did not remember that. And and I, my mother, you know, grew up in Southern California. You know, right when the Beach Boys came out, and my parents lived in Southern California all through. You know, Beach Boys like height of their career and everything. So I grew up very familiar with the Beach Boys. <laughs> um, I know my Beach Boys. I, I know most Beach Boys stuff. Yeah. Um, my dad yeah. mostly listened so, to Ed
0: sounds <laughs> if, if he was listening to any of their albums.
2: Mm-hmm. But the
0: greatest hit CD was definitely one in the, the early tower of the CD collection in the Wilson house uh, growing up.
1: Yeah. Your Wilson house, not the Wilson. No. No, no, re- n- no relation. Boys. No relation.
0: Yeah. But I'd yeah. rather be related to him than what's his fucking nuts, Mike Love.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: that's another. Well, I don't know if there's any Beach Boys related movies, but uh, fuck Mike Love. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> i mean uh we, well we don't have to talk about certain people but this is fascist february
1: <laughs> that's like that. that's true which okay val kilmer <laughs> can we just say about val, val kilmer
0: <laughs> what has val kilmer been up to lately do you know
1: yeah, he's lost his damn mind
0: still uh, further <clears throat> I think I, I think the last I mean, last thing, I heard. Okay, there was a. Did you do you read much Chuck Klosterman? No. Do you hate Chuck Klosterman? A lot of people
1: hate Chuck Klosterman. No, not necessarily.
0: Okay, well, in uh, I think it was Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs, a collection mm. of stuff that he did for other magazines. Yeah, there, there was an interview with Val Kilmer, and this was early thousands and he was already on that way. <laughs> so yeah. I kind of don't really know anything what he's been up to other than he kind of looks like uh Dr. Calgary again, <laughs> right? Is he wearing things over his head and big sunglasses or Moreau, Dr. Moreau.
1: Sorry, Dr. Moreau. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Oh yeah, I just going to say he completely like I, I don't know. I mean last I heard he was touting a bunch of conspiracy theories and um, and, I, and I'm not saying some conspiracy theories aren't true, but But he's doing he, the untrue ones, huh? Yeah, he's doing the the like right wing I don't know if he's gone full QAnon or anything, but it wouldn't surprise me the yeah. way that, like, some of the stuff, some of the rhetoric that he was starting to spew. I mean, last I heard him, so I'm like, okay, you're. <laughs> I think. Okay. <laughs> I think
0: now that you say something, his name might have popped up in something I read about the 5G tower conspiracy theorists.
1: I think so too.
0: Oh well, that's a shame. He's (laughs) on the right side in Top Secret, though. He
1: is. He is. Uh, This
0: This was. Well, I I was never a big Val Kilmer fan, but I think this, unless something else comes to mind, this and Top Secret, or this and Real Genius, are my two favorite movies of his. Um, I I used to like the Doors movie, but I haven't seen it and. 10 15 years
1: i do think he does a decent job in the doors yeah um or my complaints with that movie are just things of oliver stone why did you have to do that you know or or this and you know what i mean but (laughs) like oliver stone you oliver stoned
0: all over this movie
1: Right. Like you, you, it was kind of like you had some good ways you were going and then you kind (laughs) of, you had to like poop on it (laughs) here (laughs) and there. And, um, you know, so it's a flawed movie, definitely. But you've got some good stuff going on in it, you know, and, and I do think that Val Kilmer is one of the stronger parts of it. Um, his performance, uh, And you're right. A lot of people were surprised that he could sing. And I'm like, you know, why? I don't, I didn't understand that.
0: Yeah. He sort of talks like a person that can sing well. (laughs) I don't know.
1: Yeah. Just just the
0: tenor of his voice.
1: Well, it's interesting because, you know, I was, looking at IMDB for the, about this movie and they pointed out that, you know, in the scene where he's in the, the prison cell in this movie, yeah, there's, he has a picture of Cher up and Val Kilmer was actually dating Cher in real life at that time. And I totally forgot that they had dated. <laughs> I was just like, Oh my God. But then you're like, that's a, I, I'm just kind of like, uh, well, I guess, but it's still like, where, I, then it got me thinking, where'd they meet? Because this was like his first movie. It wasn't like he was already known or something. So anyway, just because you're talking about musicians, that's yeah. share. <laughs> I thought about share. I thought about Cher.
0: I remember in high school also, uh, what was that movie he was in? Salton Sea or something like that. I feel like that was on HBO a lot. Back
1: then, um, yeah, I don't remember. Well, I didn't have HBO then. Oh,
0: my dad was a fan think. of HBO. Well, might have. Uh, but
1: I think well, I can't
0: remember if that if that is the name of the movie. It might not have been. Uh, let's see. Sorry.
1: Well, and and of course you have to point out that he and Michael go in here. That plays the the doctor, Flamond. Dr. Flamond. Or, or whatever. Um, were Alfred and Batman in Batman Forever. Oh, well, that is
0: true. So, long time relationships. Um,
1: and, heard... and actually, I don't think that Val Kilmer was terrible as Batman.
0: I think... I, I don't think he was terrible. I, I just... remember Clooney. And I think Clooney is a better actor.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Well, that was just the Clooney one was just a clusterfuck of a movie.
0: Yeah. That, that might, that would have been better, especially with the script the voices involved, the script, or if it was animated, if they did a cartoon and everybody just read their voices into those parts, I think that movie would be better because it was, that sort of flavor, super, well,
1: super comic also, booky
0: and cheesy, and you know, so many puns.
1: Yeah, well, it was also, you know, that was Joel Schumacher, right? I mean, I so. Tim Burton had already stepped out by the, you know by that point, so that made a difference. Schumacher's a totally different kind of. Yeah. Direct. Um <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. We're talking about Well, I guess we are still talking about We were about talking about we were talking about Val Kilmer and Batman. But. Uh
0: but before we get the train back on the tracks, uh do you need to take a uh do you need to go to the beverage cart or anything?
1: yes let's take a brief break and then um, come back to finish our discussion on top secret exclamation point (laughs) top secret that's okay okay (laughs) Okay. hold on Zora get up for a moment
2: (laughs) this will keep it quiet oh hi there I didn't see you you call me cutting a new show I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs for just 2 bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room.
0: So, I don't know, I mean, <laughs> I think we said this off mic, but, uh... With with this kind of movie, a lot of it would just be explaining jokes. Uh, is there anything... Did you jot any notes down or anything?
1: Well, it, you know, it, it, like one of the things that made me giggle was like the Blue Lagoon parody just because I remember how big of a deal that movie was when it first came out. And my stepsister... Before she was my stepsister, um, was so goo gaga over Christopher Atkins from that movie. <laughs> and I just remember, like, ah, uh, it's just one of those things that it made me giggle extra hard. Uh, that I'm like, of all those stupid '80s movies, yep, Blue Lagoon had to be in there, but <laughs> um, why not? You know, and then um, one of the one of the well, it seemed like multiple points. It was kind of like, yeah, leave it to, you know, they they left. It was like, leave it to, you know, the black guy to be the one who actually gets shit done, you know, talking about chocolate mousse. Like there's so many scenarios in here where it's like he ends up like killing all the, you know, the the Germans so that the the resistance people can escape uh you know here and there
0: shots with the tommy gun
1: yeah (laughs) he's like he just seems like he's the only one who's really on top of his shit and i'm like it's kind of the magical negro trope but it's you don't feel like it's as overt it's not a As, Stephen King level. <laughs> yeah, you, but it still kind of is, you know. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at first I was like, "Oh yeah, Chocolate Moose is getting shit done," and then I was like, "And he keeps getting shit done." Well, the other ones are kind of failing, you know. It was like, I mean, not all of them, but you know, and I was a. Uh, It it's just one of those little things that I was like... Yeah, it's kind of there. But it's not as overt as a lot of other 80s movies, too. Yeah. This did have more... uh, Not many, but more people of color in... Even as extras in the scenes. Uh, Do you know what I mean? It was... And I feel like, it, it, I mean, there weren't a lot of them, I'm saying. But it seemed, still seemed more than other movies of that time. Because Hollywood was so bad about that. And I don't know if it's because they filmed this in England. Maybe. And maybe it was something with the British studios. I'm not sure.
0: Okay, huh? I don't know. But it's good, however it happened uh accidental or on purpose
1: yeah I okay.
0: was um. <laughs> you you talking about the blue Lagoon I was uh everyone's favorite uh incest movie perhaps second to uh flowers in the attic
1: well i were they was it incest? I guess I don't remember what? the. In Blue Lagoon, the, were they the relationship I
0: between thought, the two? Of them? I thought they were brother and sister or cousins, but I, I, I haven't seen that. That's what movie I since don't I remember.
1: There. I don't remember. I just remember they were awfully young, yes. <laughs> or at least Brooke Shields was, <laughs> and Christopher Atkins looked. I mean, he was older, but looked pretty young too.
0: Yeah, I think. Brooke Shields.
1: She was underage. I do know that. Yeah. Um. Not as underage as Pretty Baby, but. (laughs) Right. Anyway.
0: (laughs) Um. Maybe. Maybe I'm just making up. Maybe. Maybe there was no incest, but I I feel like I thought they were relatives, but they could have just been two kids on a boat.
1: I don't know. I don't remember that part of the relationship there. I never care. I, I rewatched it. I I guess probably in the last, within the last ten years, maybe just because I hadn't seen it since it. You know, I was a it was I was a kid, and it obviously didn't stick with me that well. But I was just like this, is just cringe worthy. <laughs> it was.
0: The movie Bored Made of Tears, I've never watched it on purpose. It was I've only it was seen it boring. when somebody else put it on.
1: It was boring, but it was cringeworthy. That's, I, and obviously, I blocked it out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so yeah, that's Nigel. Nigel is, like, what was his name? Christopher in The Blue Lagoon? Or am I making that up?
1: Well, Christopher Atkins was the actor, but I don't oh. remember his actual... Uh,
0: character name character
1: name christopher was the character in um flowers in the attic
0: (laughs) ah okay so yeah it's all it's all connected uh that's
2: where your brain was
0: (laughs) yeah there we go Uh, (laughs) you were talking about chocolate moose and the 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 gun battle Uh, another thing that they had to put in there was the whole breaking the glass to shoot yeah. All sorts of fun shit with that. Uh, or I think Nigel or one of the other characters. Yeah. Well, anyway, I don't want to, yeah, go into explaining a psych gag. But yeah, this, the, I, we, we needed, we wanted something a little bit lighter, even though depending on how much of our break time conversation ended up in here. We're still thinking about things, <laughs> but right. we, we wanted a little bit of a break before. Uh, well, I guess we. Is there anything else to say about this movie before we talk about what we're doing next time?
1: Oh, one thing i i would ha- i i would be it would be remiss if I did not point out in the Swedish bookstore. Prominently displayed lesbian bars of North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Prominently displayed. <laughs>
0: oh, I, the, that, that backwards scene is so fun.
1: I know. I know. Uh. I know.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, and it's nice
1: <laughs> to see a kind of lighter side of Peter Cushing. I mean, he's playing the straight man perfectly yes because i mean i you i wouldn't expect him to play the clown so much but he knows i mean he you know he's just perfect even with his timing though as the straight man because there's still you know that's still not necessarily easy to do true so uh, nice to see that Yeah, I would definitely recommend this as a, you know, as something fun and escapist. I mean, right down to the cows wearing boots uh, uh, with, <laughs> with round spots. <laughs> yes,
0: me. Yes. What's the bloody hurry? <laughs> Why are you always in such a rush? I just need to. Uh, yeah. This movie cheered me up and I've been
1: Daisy is the cow too, by the way. I mean, yeah, Daisy gets her own credit. Don't, don't forget. Can't, can't
0: can't forget Daisy. We gotta have that in there. And I, yeah, I, uh, going back a little bit, I think I knew Omar Sharif in this as the villain and jewel of the Nile. When I first saw this movie. Oh
1: Yeah. I forgot he was in that.
0: Uh, so, but yeah, you probably knew him from some Shakespearean black and white German <laughs> movie.
1: Oh. <laughs> like I said, I I had seen like Doctor Zhivago and Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, yeah, that, that that was what my sister was watching when I was watching Jewel of the Nile.
1: <laughs> well, and I did see Jewel of the Nile too. So. Uh... Yeah, I had even seen Jewel of the Nile before I saw this.
0: Oh, there there are plenty of things that, uh, you know, like my sister or my friend's older sister or things like that would watch that I would avoid because my big sister's watching it, so it must be stupid. And then I eventually yeah. would get to it. It's like, oh, no, they were just older than me and knew more than I did.
1: <laughs> right. Um,
0: but, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't think we would pick something to cheer ourselves up that we had never seen before because you never know. Uh, we would not have been this cheered up with the other movie. We almost did. But I hope... That's true. it has been talking about it, you know, on the... Uh, the social media pages and things uh, found a way to watch it because uh, Jojo Rabbit is still fun. But there's some... Bum- I mean, it's a it two era movie.
1: But it actually has some more genuinely serious parts to it. Yes. Um so you know, not necess- not quite as lighthearted. But um yeah, we needed we needed something to be kind of light and to lighten the mood. Um and yeah, sometimes, you know, truthfully, I had not seen this in a long time, so I appreciated you suggesting it. Uh, not that I wouldn't have appreciated watching Jojo Rabbit, because uh, I did really like that, but yeah. I, this is kind of like, yeah, I, I needed something like this that I hadn't seen in a while, and then I had forgotten that there were these nice little details in it that I really appreciate. And yeah, as you said, the more you watch it, the more you kind of see.
0: So it's on Amazon Prime in the States right now. It's, it's in lots of other places, too, digitally. Uh, I... <laughs> I watched it on Amazon, but I do own this on DVD. I don't know if it's on Blu-ray or not. I'm sure it is. If it isn't, it should. I I, I think there would be a lot of fun stuff if they've got the footage to do with uh more serious release. Because I don't even think there are any special features on the DVD.
1: Um, I think... I'm just reading that there is like on the DVD there, the special features are only like some edited at some scenes that were edited out. Okay. But like, I think something with more with the bookstore.
0: Ah, maybe that's a longer scene. Um, But yeah,
1: perhaps top secret. (laughs) Exclamation point. (laughs)
0: <laughs> exclamation point this was our yeah this was our slight uh <laughs> mood enhancer before we're going back into the uh a little less slapstick i think our next topic is doesn't have as many sight gags as
1: well secret <laughs> Not quite. Not quite. Um, So, yeah, as uh, to continue our annual tradition, next month will be March Madness. (laughs) Woohoo! But this time around, we're going to be a little different. We're not going to do a serial killer, we are going to go uh, into the world of a cult. A big messy cult. Um, we're going to Jonestown, baby. Yeah, Man. So, you know, maybe have your beverage of choice not Kool Aid or Flavor Aid because that's what it actually was, but <laughs> unpoisoned tang,
0: perhaps.
1: Yeah. Uh. Whatever your other beverage of choice is. But the book we're going to read is called The Road to Jonestown, Jim Jones and People's Temple by uh Jeff Uh Gwyn. That's G-U-I-N-N. And uh he actually wrote a book on Manson that came out uh, a few years ago that was pretty good. And the movie we're going to watch is the movie, um, the sacrament, uh, it's Ty West, right? I
0: think so. The, sorry, I'm not prepared. No, that's fine. Uh, the 2013 movie. Yeah. 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 That's Ty West. Yeah. Uh, screenplay by Ty (laughs) West and Eli Roth.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, thank you.
0: Yeah, no problem. Uh, that was.
1: I just was having a moment. It's, it's been a long week, and it's.
0: <laughs> it's been a hard
1: day's night. It's As just the horse in here sings, Yes. <laughs> but um. Uh, so yes. This, yes. I, I have so... not seen that. You haven't. I haven't. Okay. It, now it had been on Amazon Prime, and then it looks like it's not now. <laughs> so I don't know if it's streaming somewhere else right now. So you might have to rent it if you don't have it. Uh, you know. But it, Amazon it, it could be back did on there it. by the time it's real. Or it could be on another platform. So just throwing that out there. I was like of course February comes. And it's not on there anymore. I was like yeah. There is for actually anybody. Who's interested. um, Just more Jonestown. Kind of stuff. On Amazon right now. Streaming. There is a. uh, Paradise Lost. Jonestown. uh, Movie that's like an hour and a half long that's kind of a mixture of documentary and uh like docudrama recreation type thing Hmm. and it's it's got some interesting interviews in it with uh some of the survivor type things so even though the re- the the recreations are not the best in my opinion <laughs> and that was what i almost picked um and, but i think the sacraments a better movie overall but um if you want to just see some survivor interviews it's it, uh, it's an interesting kind of side piece to accompany it but um the book is available on audible it is a long book so I'm doing the Audible myself.
0: Me too. Yeah. And I looked how long the book was, and uh, it happened right around the time that I got my email saying my monthly credit was available. Yep. It's like ah, let me see if that's on there. Uh, speaking of the the source material for next month's show, mm-hmm. presently the sacrament can be rented or purchased on Amazon. YouTube Voodoo and Flix, Uh, $2.99 to rent, $9.99 to buy, or uh, free with ads on Roku, Voodoo free with ads, Tubi, Uh, Crackle, and it's also available regularly through most people's Hoopla and Canopy. I don't know if you use those services, but those are things you can do with your library card. Right. Okay. Uh. So, cool. yeah, lots of places. If you don't like ads, dig up, dust off your library cards and get Hoopla or Canopy. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, pop it on Tubi or something like that if you don't want to buy it. From the rating, I'm not sure if this is a purchase, but I don't know. It's got a 66%. It's, I mean,
1: it's, it's, um... <clears throat> It's not the, I, I will say, it's not the exact Jonestown story. It is inspired by, uh, yeah, so. I mean. But it's kind of like Summer of Sam when we did that, that liberties were taken.
2: <laughs>
0: hey, you know, sometimes right? that makes for more entertainment. exactly. Exactly. So, the sacrament, Ty West's The Sacrament 2013, and I do not have the title of the book in front of me, but you do, or did?
1: Um, I did, let me pull it back up, sorry.
0: The Road to Jonestown?
1: Um. Yeah. Escape from Jonestown. Aha. Oh, yeah. sorry, no. That is actually... That is a – Road to Jonestown is the book.
0: Okay. By Jeff Gwynn.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, actually, Escape from Jonestown, if you have audio – I mean, Audible. Escape from Jonestown is a limited podcast series they have um, with one of the survivors from Jonestown. Uh-huh. So They're like lots of stuff. Yeah. It's actually interesting, you know, it's, I mean, and they're short episodes, but I, you know, I find, I always find that kind of thing, the survivor of the cult stories, an interesting supplement, you know, which we will, of course, get all into that in this, ep- the, the, the Our March Madness episode, because as much as I love talking about serial killers, I love talking about cults. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh, that that that's one that I'm I'm gonna uh, I could bring a separate project and just listen to you and Bo talk about it while cross stitching or something, and it would be a stellar <laughs> episode.
1: Well, and yes, um, Mr. Bo Ransdale will be back. Of course, we can't do a March Madness without him, and um, and he and I've actually had cult discussions over the years of uh, on various podcasts. So
0: <laughs> it's going to continue. And we know Bo's been working on that Legion cult, that he's been talking about Legion bit cult bit <laughs> by bit on different episodes. You have to listen to them all to get the full story. And he'll tell us. More oh no. About it. <laughs> Is he going to
1: start making us call him father? <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think his hot first priority is good ropes i think if i miss, uh if i'm if i'm correct his his uh first priority is comfortable attire
1: <laughs> okay and, and oh wave. no he wants us to wear track suits <laughs> <laughs> nike's track suits not one of those kind of cults oh no really Although no, his
0: his is more likely to do the Duncan and Bo mantra of "you should be fucking" kind of cult. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> more about more on that and other cult <laughs> activities Surely. in in March. Um, do you have Do you have anything else to add before we? Boom! Boom! Boom!
2: So um, long, I do not
1: have anything else going on right now. What about you? What's going on uh, over at uh, Psycho uh, Semanticast?
0: Uh, I am... Let's see. By the time this comes out, I'm working on an episode. Uh, you're trying to lighten things up a little bit. Uh, so we will be doing a comic book movie next, if everything goes recorded as planned. And then I don't know... Uh, something I've probably ask you about when we get done. It's another idea that uh, has come to mind recently that, you know, I feel like it's, it's been, there's a little bit of a recharge going on in the, the political discourse. Not everything is stopped. There's a lot of shit going on, but there is a, some, some people, some people are regrouping right now. Uh, (laughs) Not everybody, but some people, so I thought maybe there would be a little bit of a, Let's not go straight down into the doom and gloom. (laughs) Right. So I I thought it, it, um, of some things like that. So I'm just trying to get that hammered out. Another thing is since it is, uh, not a, there are no set guest hosts. There are times where nobody really feels like talking about politics. Uh, so booking gets spread out a little bit more, but, um, right. So some things coming down the line. And I'm not sure. Um, just you know, a lot of stuff happens when there's a change in power. There's trying to figure out what each new horrible person is like, you know, from a movie so I can start doctoring photos and, <laughs> and things like that. There's going through and deleting a lot of people that hopefully won't matter. Uh, not the big ones. Cause they're, Problems are going to be problems, but, you know, press secretaries and such that will not show up again. Uh, (laughs) So uh, hopefully by the time that this comes out, there will be that comic book movie. And if it's not, if it's something else, something else happened. And that's kind of how things go over there.
1: Of course. Uh, Of course.
0: So, yeah, but that's that's all I've got to say. Do you want to take us out?
1: Um okay I guess on that note I will say goodbye.
0: Darren I was trying to think of a good quote from the movie, but
1: I shan't. Can you can you sing us out? <laughs> or would you please sing us out?
0: <laughs> oh please, baby please. Say goodbye to me, bo 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 bo. bo. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh god hopefully <laughs> that was alright
1: oh yes of course thank you for listening to another episode of the VD Clinic if you'd like to get in touch with us you can find us at twitter at vdclinicpod or reach us via email at Pod at gmail.com We also have a Facebook group, VD Clinic Podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback, suggestions, and more.